This is Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say on the air. Tuning you into the Latino literary renaissance in all its splendor. Interviews, teatro, rap, fiction, poetry, memorias, composer spotlights, and more. Always mas. Thank you so much for your uh, patience uh, and thank you for being here today on this very special day. My name is Christina Morales. I'm the Texas uh, State Representative for uh, House District 145 representing Houston and Harris County. And I'm so proud to stand with my colleagues here today and I want to mention their names. Uh, Dr. Allen, uh, representing also Houston and Harris County. Uh, Jean Wu, Representative Jean Wu, Representative Jarvis Johnson, Representative Ana Maria Ramos, uh, Representative Marianne Perez, Representative Ron Reynolds, and Representative Mijaela Plesa. And we have more on the way. Um, but listen, we are here because we're back to making Texas-sized history again in the 88th legislative session. Uh, I'm proud to stand before you to announce that we have refiled our bill ensuring that students know their history. This bill is a result of years of work with scholars, school districts, educators, students, community stakeholders, my staff, and members of the Texas House. Last session, this bill passed the Texas House on third reading and passed the Texas Senate Education Committee. This session, we are sending it through to the governor's desk, right? <laughs> the courses in HB 45 have been proven to increase graduation rates, engage students in their learning, and increase their likelihood of enrolling in college. And that is so important in a post-pandemic world that we live in. This bill will give students choices in their social studies courses, allowing students to learn about different perspectives in history. Mexican American studies and African American studies were unanimously approved by the Republican and Democratic members of the State Board of Education. So this is bipartisan. HB 45 allows these courses to count towards the existing graduation requirements for high school and expands access to students in high schools across Texas. I'm blessed to know my history and culture from my family, and I'm excited of the possibilities this bill represents or presents to help all students learn their history. I'd like to thank joint authors, Representative Allen, Representative Wu, for their support and collaboration to ensure that all communities are represented in the classroom. And now I'd like to um, recognize Tony Diaz for his extraordinary work in this field and the inspiration for this uh, piece of legislation and thank him uh, for his uh, passion that helped bring this important item to the floor. Thank Tony? You. Yeah, thank you very much. 
Thank you very much. Uh, good morning. My name is Tony Diaz, a Libro Traficante, and isn't this an amazing picture? So let's <laughs> applause as we make history. We are literally making history, so I want you to know that not only are you experiencing this, this will also air on fox26houston.com. This will also air on 90.1 FM KPFT. And this is going to be in Texas classrooms because the way the course was built by our educators, our community, it adapts to current events. It lets students know why this history is important, why they should be civically engaged. And I tell you what, when I teach these courses, I have to tell students, class is over. <laughs> you, you gotta go. <laughs> because they really enjoy it. And, and, and I'd like to add this. We are revisiting history because the Mexican-American history course was started in Houston, in Houston Independent School District, as a special projects course. We all came together over years and met with the Texas State Board of Education, both Republican and Democratic elected officials who went over the curriculum by detail by detail. At first, we had many negotiations and discussions, which is what education's about. Mm -hmm. And at the end, I'm so happy that Texas was the first state to unanimously support Mexican-American history than African-American history. So I really look forward to this last step when we're going to celebrate coming all together as Texans for Texans and make sure that this class counts not only as an elective, but for high school graduation requirements. So thank you all for all the work that you're doing. Gracias. Thank you. recognize some more of my colleagues who've showed up. We have uh, Representative Mesa, Representative uh, Morales Shaw, Representative Victoria Nave, and uh, Representative Trey Martinez Fisher. And I want to remind everybody that this is a bipartisan bill and this will not cost the taxpayers. There is no cost to the taxpayers. These courses already exist, but we're just moving them from an elective into part of the graduation requirement. And now I'd like to introduce uh, Representative Allen, who has been such a staunch supporter of this bill. And she was the first person I asked to join author ah, on this bill. Thank you. My real pleasure. My real pleasure. Good morning, everybody. Alma Allen, State Representative for District 131 in Houston, Texas. Uh, and I am proud of this moment. I am proud to support uh, House Bill 45. I personally think that we are a better people when we know each other and when we know each other's history. And I think our children should know that too. And that's why I am supporting uh, this bill, House Bill 45, because it contains also African-American studies, which was approved in 2020. African-American studies is also taught right now in 65, 61 school districts across the state of Texas. And it's important that we introduce our students to different perspectives of history. In fact, Amer Texas history is American history. American history is all of our history. Right. 
And so this bill provides students a choice when they go, when they're taking their social studies courses. And many students love the history. I love my own history, and I tell it wherever I go. And I love to listen to everybody else's history, because then I understand where you are, and you understand where I am. And so uh, I joined authors this bill in 87, and I'm joined authoring it again this year, and I'll join author it until we get it through. Yes. <laughs> it's important that black students are able to learn about important events in their history. Important for students to be able to count these credits, and this makes it easier for them to earn credits. My philosophy is, is when I know you and you know me, we are better together. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Allen. And now I'd like to introduce Representative Wu, who has also been just a staunch supporter of this bill and a mentor. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. Um, my name is Gene Wu. I, I represent Southwest Houston in House District 137. Um, let me tell you why this is important to me. Um, uh, for those of you that don't know, in the past uh, few months, uh, my community, the Asian American community, yeah. the Chinese community, has been dealing with uh, bills that specifically target our community and would blanketly deprive our community of basic civil rights, mm -hmm. rights that everyone else takes for granted. Mm. And those rights were being taken away on the basis of national origin. Yes. Right. And in this process, in discussing this type of legislation, we had to dig deep into our community's history. And trying to explain to people why our community was so angry at these types of legislation. And we had to explain to people, hey, back in the 1800s, y'all already did this, mm -hmm. right? You did this mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. Back in the 1900s, y'all did this again. Mm. Back in World War II, y'all did this again during, mm. during the Japanese internment. And all based on the same themes and the same ideas of the rationales of why. If we did not have people mm. who understood that history mm. and recorded that history and could discuss that history and had connections to stories of the people who lived at that time to not only understand why the people did what they did, but the people's reaction to it. Yes. We could not have that discussion. And that's kind of what this is about, right? Because in a sense, if there is no one to discuss history, if there is no one to remember history, if there is no one to learn a history, did it ever have happen? Does it actually exist? And what I am saying on behalf of the Asian American community is that we are here. We matter. Yep. We have done and sacrificed and sacrificed and sacrificed for the greatness of this country, right. along with the Hispanic community, mm -hmm. along with the African American community, right. along with every minority community that gets whitewashed from the pages of our textbooks. Yes. The Chinese Exclusion Act, the alien land laws, the Japanese internment, mm -hmm. 
even though those are historic, community-breaking events for us, they are barely footnotes in the pages of our textbooks. And as people of color, as immigrants, we want to be more than footnotes. We want our children to grow up proud. We want our children to grow up knowing what our forefathers and foremothers yes. accomplished, what they suffered, what they went through to build this nation. I think someone said, why can't we just have one history? Hmm. We can if it actually included everybody, <laughs> but we know it doesn't. So until the day we have a history textbook, until the day we have classes that actually teaches the complete history of all the people in this nation who have given their lives, blood, sweat, and tears to make America great, mm -hmm. until that day, we need ethnic studies. Right. We need students who are curious about their past. We need communities who are represented and have their histories properly recorded and learned by the next generation. We refuse to be a footnote. so much, Representative Rue. I want to recognize uh, Representative Hinojosa just uh, came and joined us. Thank you so much. And another uh, joint author who served on this bill is Jarvis Johnson. I'd like to give him an opportunity to say a few words. Thank you. Thank you, Representative Morales. Um, just by a show of hands, who has a yearbook? I don't care where it's, what year it's from. Anybody? <laughs> Everybody has a yearbook. Mm -hmm. When you scroll through your yearbook, you oftentimes move quickly through the yearbook because you were not in, in the badminton class, so you, you moved through it. You moved through, if you didn't play basketball, you moved through it quickly. But somehow when you got to that page that you were on that page, you kind of stopped, did you not? Well, yeah. You kind of looked at yourself a little differently, and if you look good, your hair was nice, mm -hmm. you really take pride in it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to be said about black and brown children and their failures in school. And the reason why the failure is in school the way it is because they don't see themselves in the picture. The picture of history has been written wrong and has said that these children are who they are not. It says that black children's history is only rooted in slavery but not rooted in the great inventors, providers and producers of this state and of this country. It only talks about the indigenous Mexicans who uh, came to this country struggling, but it doesn't talk about the greatness. And so I stand with, and I'm glad that we are in this time, because I remember last session, it was myself, Christina, and Jean standing outside of a press conference. I'm glad now that we understand there is an attack across this country on black and brown history, because they don't want our children to know the greatness. 
So that's why it's very important. I don't want to just see myself in the picture. I want you to tell the story right. And so that's why it's important that we have those advisory boards that can tell the true story of what history truly looks like. Black folks were not indentured servants. Black folks were not, you know, an involuntary servitude, whatever, all the euphemisms you, they were in slavery. Call it what it is, but let's move on and let's teach our children properly. And so that's why I think it's very important at this time that this bill has to be able to move quickly through each house, Senate, and then get to the governor's office. And if it doesn't, then we have to send a clear and strong message to the governor that this state will not tolerate your intolerance of diversity, equity, and inclusion because you yourself are a benefit of that inclusion that you so desperately want to get rid of. So this bill is important to move our children's future and the hope of our communities forward. Thank you. I'm so proud to have so many caucuses represented here and we will start with uh, the Mexican-American Legislative Caucus. I'm the vice chair and our chairwoman is here. Thank you so much, chairwoman. I know you want to say a few words. Come on up. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Buenos dias. Buenos dias. My name is Victoria Neave Criado. I serve as state representative for House District 107 in Dallas and as chair of the Mexican American Legislative Caucus. We are the largest and oldest Latino caucus in the country, and we also have the highest number of Latina legislators of any legislature in the country. So we're really. We want to applaud our Vice Chair Cristina Morales for this so essential legislation and all of the remarks that we're hearing today are very powerful and we, we feel what you're saying. Queremos aplaudar a nuestra vicepresidente Cristina Morales por defender HB 45 una vez más. HB Esta ley ayudará a los distritos escolares a crear un curriculum de estudios étnicos. Esto no es un problema nuevo. Hemos estado luchando por años para obtener la oportunidad de tener un curso y recursos de estudios mexicanos estadounidenses que expresan las profundas raíces culturales de Texas en México y Latinoamérica. Después de años de debate, la Junta de Educación de Estado finalmente aprobó un curso de estudios étnicos en 2018. Y ahorita en, los, en todas las escuelas del de Estado, 52% de los de los estudiantes en las escuelas públicas en Texas son latinos y esos estudiantes merecen uh, saber la historia de nuestra cultura y se espera que los números van a aumentar en los años que vienen uh, de la cuna hasta las carreras debemos de construir la infraestructura para apoyar a nuestra próxima generación de líderes es un honor apoyar a esta legislación los estudiantes latinos um, hispanos de nuestro estado merecen y deben de estar expuestos a un plan de estudios que reconozca las contribuciones que sus ancestros han hecho a nuestro gran estado. También queremos hablar de, de hay un estudio del 2016 
realizado por la Universidad de Stanford que ha demostrado que los cursos de estudios étnicos, étnicos de la escuela secundaria aumentan la asistencia y el rendimiento académico de los estudiantes en riesgo de abandonar los estudios. Queremos apoyar esta ley. Muchísimas gracias a la vicepresidenta Cristina Morales de Malk por uh, poner esta propuesta que es bien, bien importante por nuestra comunidad. This is a Malk priority. We're going to work really hard to get this across the uh, onto the governor's desk and thank you so much for filing thank this you. legislation. Thank you. Thank you. Que vive nuestra historia. Next, um, from the Texas Legislative Black Caucus, uh, Chair uh, Rep. Reynolds, thank you. Thank you, good morning. Uh, I'm Ron Reynolds and I'm so proud to stand here with all of my colleagues and certainly proud to stand here as Chair of the Texas Legislative Black Caucus, where I'm gonna be very brief because I'm so proud that two of our members have eloquently pointed out while we're so proud to stand behind Representative Morales House Bill 45. Uh, I ditto the, rep the, the comments from Dr. Allen and Representative Johnson. Uh, this certainly is a high priority for us. Uh, Texas is the home of the largest number of African Americans in the country, uh, and we really desperately need this course. We really need this bill passed. Uh, this bill is to make sure that our children aren't getting their history from TikTok. They aren't getting their history uh, from, uh, from Fox News. They need to get it accurately. They need to get it where it's not whitewashed. They need to get it where it's accurate. Uh, and it's so important for building a uh, strong sense of pride to, how do, you, how do you eradicate prejudice? It's through education. It's through educating people about other people's backgrounds so they can have a, a great appreciation for different cultures. And it also breaks and, and, and helps us to appreciate each one's culture without stereotypes, without education. You believe rumors about all this or that. You know, I've heard all blacks are this, or all Hispanics, when they say it, they say it negative, all Mexicans are this, or all Asians are that. That is nonsense. The way that you do it is through education, and this bill is the way, uh, certainly a step in the right direction, and we wholeheartedly embrace House Bill 45 and certainly encourage bipartisan support and get this bill to the governor's desk so he can sign it. This bill will certainly be a great reflection uh, to, of the true diversity of the state, which is our strength, and certainly will help with healing because after the comments about diversity, equity, and inclusion, about the comments about uh, critical race theory, we have gone backwards. This bill will certainly help us start the healing process. Thank you. <laughs> I know. Um, and next, uh, I would uh, proudly like to introduce our HDC chair, our uh, House Democratic Caucus chair, Trey Martinez-Fisher. Thank you so much for being here. Thank, Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. So we've already discussed the what and the why, and we're going to talk about the how in a minute. But I think it's important to recognize and to reflect that even here in the Texas Capitol, we have our own ethnic studies program. 
And that is our Legislative Black Caucus, mm -hmm. and this is our Latino Caucus. And these caucuses didn't form because the conversations we were going to have were going to be easy. These caucuses formed because the issues we had to address were going to be hard. Uh, and despite that, you know, the Latinos, African Americans, the AAPI members that we have in this caucus have all come together for one common goal, and that is to share the vision of our state as properly and appropriately reflected in our history. So I'm very proud of Vice Chair Cristina Morales. Uh, in spite of the odds and the headwinds, and you cannot miss a new cycle without reading about some initiative to take away history, some initiative to rewrite curriculum at the State Board of Ed, some initiative to threaten college campuses uh, about you know, having programs uh, that would actually you know, encourage diversity and inclusion. Everybody seems to be walking on political eggshells these days. Yes. And for Representative Morales to say, I'm not going to be deterred. I am not going to look the other way. We all know here, you all are veterans here, that, that in this capital, mañana is the, biggest, the busiest day of the week, right? We never get to these issues. We just say, oh, well, deal with them mañana. Well, not for, not for Christina, not for the Mexican American Legislative Caucus, not for the Texas Legislative Black Caucus, not for the House Democrat Caucus, but more importantly, and you heard this from Christina, and she mentioned it, and please do not miss this in your reporting, this legislation has bipartisan support. That's yes. right. And so the important message here is not to pit people of color against each other. The important message here is not to put Democrats against Republicans. The important issue here is that we're not going to wait for mañana to get this done. We'll continue to build that bridge. My message here at this podium is to reach out across the aisle and let Republican colleagues know that this is an opportunity for us to stand together as one Texas, 254 counties, 31 million people, ninth largest economy in the world. If we're a global economy, we need to adopt and accept our global history. Yes. That's the only way we can move forward. And so I'm very proud to be here, happy to do my part, and I look forward to, to working with Vice Chair Morales to see how many Republican supporters we can pick up to get this bill out of the House, into the Senate, and on the desk of the governor. So thank you, Christina. Thank you. Okay, um, so I do want to, uh, on that note, I want to uh, let everybody know that last session we did have a, a Republican joint author. It was Representative Dan Huberty. Of course, he retired since then, and we are working on some new members, and we have a lot of interest already. Um, and one of the things that I say very clearly is that when you think about, uh, ask your uh, elementary school uh, child how many white leaders do, can they name, mm -hmm. uh, historical leaders? How many black historical leaders can they name? How many Latino historical leaders can they name? So when you put it into perspective, I mean, we need our kids to feel as though they can be a part of history too. So um, we know that we'll get there and, and we're gonna keep fighting. So um, is there anyone else? Tony, do you wanna come up with me? Sure. Um, we want to thank everybody who came mm -hmm. to support us today. Go ahead. Especially because 
First, we want to thank our elected officials for inspiring us to believe in civic engagement and for putting the work to edify our people through education to achieve the American dream. So thank you to all of you. Thank you to all of you. And we want to give a shout out to our community. I hope you're all ready. All right. Need to find out if you are on call. What that means is that we're going to be looking forward to a date for a hearing when we're going to need the community to come. So let us know if you are on call. What does that mean? That means that you're ready to get notice on short notice, on a work day, during working hours. Some people have done that today. We're going to give them a shout out in a little bit. We're going to continue this community discussion in the outdoor rotunda. And we're going to continue this throughout Texas. And we've done this before. I want to thank uh, some of the folks in the room that have been here back when even talking about Mesoamerican history at the Capitol, that sounded like an impossibility. Yes. That's what Texas was thought of before. I also know a lot of us were here when we never thought there'd be one Republican that would support our history. You, I'm, glad you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned the folks then that have crossed the aisle because I too had to learn. I had to, I had to learn that there are some folks who are elected officials and will say, this is beyond party lines. I am so glad we saw some of those names on the previous version of this bill. I am so glad that we have another chance to see who will be on the rolls of history as standing up for our community and to deliver the American dream through education. And somos tercos, we're stubborn. <laughs> so I tell you this, it's going to happen. Yep. It's going to happen. And right now, through communities throughout Texas, we are starting to get organized. So get ready. Today, I want to thank some of the folks that are on call today on short notice. And I know they're going to come back and they're going to bring their tios, their tias, their community members. So I want to give a shout out to the H-Town contingent. We got Texas Poet Laureate Lupe Mendez, who'll be flown in the rotunda shortly. We have Guadalupe Atzlan, Musa Guadalupe Atzlan represented. Uh, we have friends at Jaime Puente. We have also uh, Dr. Valenzuela, yes. who is one of the leading experts on Mexican American history and study. It, and we have one more member who's going to say one more word. I, I, yes. will say, I will say this too. Dr. Valenzuela, thank you for being humble because you paved the way for us. And she's standing there putting this on her Twitter page <laughs> like a servant of history. She is a trailblazer. Yeah. 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 Yes. Well, the history of Mexican-American history goes back over 50 years. We used to call it Chicano studies. Right. <laughs> Chicano is not a popular word anymore. We keep changing our names from Afro-American to African-American. From somebody, I was teasing them about being Afro-American. They said, well, we can't keep up with what you guys want to be called. It changes all the time, too. But anyway, um, we had Chicano studies over 50 years ago at UT Arlington, at uh, universities in California were offering degrees in Chicano studies. In 1972, I hate to mention that year because some of these people maybe weren't born yet, but uh, in 72, <laughs> my student teaching, I had a Viva La Raza bulletin board in my Spanish class when I did my student teaching. It's important not only, as was said, for our own 
children, our own communities to know their history so they can be proud of who they are, but it's important for other communities to know the contributions that we've made. And so I'm proud, so proud to support Representative Morales with this bill. Over 50 years, it's due time, isn't it? Yeah. It is, thank you so much. So unfortunately, uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis started this wokeness nonsense uh, to, I believe, uh, appeal to the far right base of the Republican Party uh, in an attempt to pivot himself to prepare to run for president. And he's using this as a way to show his bona fides. Uh, he's going to uh, out MAGA someone else that may be running. So unfortunately, uh, it, it's, it's not based on any fact. Uh, the education community has shunned it, uh, but it is my understanding uh, that unfortunately, currently it, it is, it is uh, moving forward. Uh, it is displaced. Uh, it is uh, an assault on the African-American community and the community at large because it takes away uh, a, a vital component of academic enrichment. And it is, it is uh, repulsive uh, that Governor DeSantis would do this uh, for political uh, positioning uh, at the detriment of many people who are uh, feeling, you know, less than because of it. And, and, and uh, I know that there are groups uh, that, like the NAACP, the state NAACP, uh, there's members of Congress uh, that I've spoken to uh, that are asking uh, for intervention uh, from the uh, you know, Department of Justice. So I think that the, it's not over with, but I think certainly uh, it is a unfortunate, ugly side of politics where people will use uh, tactics and, and, and anybody as a political pawn for their own personal political agenda. Uh, and I must say, being fair, I think Governor Abbott did the same thing with the diversity, equity, inclusion. Uh, when he launched that, I think it was certainly within the same vein. It was unfounded. It was unjustified. There was no court that opined that it was unconstitutional. Uh, in fact, uh, I've, I've spoken with people with the Department of Education that have said that it's, this is not true. Uh, and so I believe that this is the ugly side of how divisive our politics has, has gotten. And I hope that the people of Florida and the people of goodwill will stand up and speak out against it because it is certainly unpatriotic and is certainly not uh, a statesman move that he made. Uh, I'll just add a couple things uh, from the academic side. Um, I, I concur with, with all, everything you said. Uh, obviously, uh, we as Libertraficantes are into, about intellectual freedom, but I do want to say a couple things academically. Um, to attack an advanced placement course doesn't make sense because advanced placement courses are proven to help young students get prepared for college. The more AP courses a student completes, the more likely they are to graduate. Um, students throughout Texas are applying AP courses from their high schools for college credit right now at Texas A&M University of Texas. So that's, that's a fundamental problem, and that reveals the politics of sure, it. Yeah. That reveals the politics of it. Why go after AP, African American history, and not math, sciences, et cetera. It's, it's the same basic structure. Having said that, I do want to point out a distinction between Texas and, and Florida. 
The uh, advanced placement courses are created by a national corporation. And what they've done is they've created this system and diffused it through different states. Um, we can talk more about that at length. Let's talk about Texas. Our Mexican-American history and African-American history was created by Texans for Texans, vetted all the way from every level of government on top of that. So it's a very different ball game because this is not a curriculum that was brought from someone outside of our state. The Mexican-American studies that is being delivered to our classrooms and I should count for, for college graduation, as, uh, high school graduation, as well as the African-American history was vetted by our teachers, our community members, and our elected officials, both Republican and Democratic at the Texas State Board of Education. So I'm glad you brought that up because there's an important distinction and Texans shouldn't be confused. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Um, as a former professor uh, teaching uh, Chicano studies, Mexican-American studies, uh, one glaring problem uh, became apparent to us with regards to job security. When Mexican-American studies courses are placed as electives, such as the case at Houston Community College, for example, very few students took those classes. Therefore, we, did, we, were, we were not able to fill these classes in order to teach them. So it was very important for us to campaign uh, among the students to take these classes because our job security was on the line. So it was not a level playing field. Uh, when these courses are uh, elective courses. So uh, I support uh, House Bill 45 that Representative uh, Morales is proposing as well as uh, her supporters because this also relates to job security with regards to people who are teaching uh, ethnic studies. Que viva la raza. They are currently offered in Texas public high schools, but only very few high schools offer them because it is an elective. And there, have to, there has to be a certain amount of students who request these courses, just as was mentioned. Um, so what we, our bill will do, will make sure they're offered in every public Texas high school. And there's no cost to the taxpayer. There's no fiscal note on this uh, because it's already an elective. So it's already a course offered by Texas public high schools. But all we're saying is that it count towards a graduation requirement. There is half a social studies credit that um, you get from um, learning about world history and world geography. And you get to choose between those two. So we're asking that students have more choices so they can choose world history, world geography, Mexican-American studies, African-American studies, and soon uh, we will have Asian-American studies. So they would be able to choose between those five courses to get that social studies credit. We had support from every education agency last session, so this will not be an issue for any school district. It's an easy thing that they can offer to all the students. It is. Thank you so much. Well, this uh, concludes our press conference. Again, thank you so much to everyone who showed up today. It was very important. Hey, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This is Tony Diaz. I want to thank Roxana Guzman, who is our producer for our social platform broadcast. 
Also, Rodrigo Bravo, who mixes our show and audio for KPFT 90.1 FM. Mark Andre Pignon is our graphics designer. Rodmers Ortiz is in charge of our search engine optimization. And of course, you dear listeners are always supporting us. Thanks a lot. And we look forward to seeing you at the arts.